Greetings. My name is Vince Williams. I'm the president and CEO of the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council. The hashtag BiDiverse podcast, powered by the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council, provides a voice to minority-owned businesses and entrepreneurs, as well as to corporations seeking to meet their diversity, equity, and inclusion goals strategically and intentionally. Hear the stories of certified minority-owned businesses and learn about their journeys, challenges, best practices, and successes. Also, discover Chicago MSDC's robust offerings to support business owners with certification, advocacy, connecting, and developing. Founded in 1968, Chicago MSDC is the premier organization that advances business opportunities for its certified Asian, Black, Hispanic, and Native American entrepreneurs. Contact us at www.chicagomsdc.org or bydiverse.net. This is Vince Williams, President and CEO of the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council, and you're listening to Hashtag BiDiverse, powered by Chicago MSDC. What you can expect from our podcast, first-hand success stories, business opportunities that are within the pipeline, best practices, advocacy, mentorship, how and why companies should join us, all on WGN. This interview is brought to you by W3R Consulting, an IT consulting and management company delivering enterprise solutions at the intersection of innovation and ingenuity. Learn more about W3R at www.w3r.com. Greetings. You're listening to Hashtag By the Burst, powered by Chicago MSDC on WGN Radio 720. My name is Vince Williams. I'm the president and CEO of the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council, the nation's first and oldest supplier diversity council that certifies, develops, advocates, and connects minority-owned businesses with major buying corporations, covering Chicago, Northwest Indiana, and Eastern Missouri. On today's hashtag, By the Burst, we have two special guests, Eric Hardy, President and CEO of W3R Consulting, and Dr. Kenneth L. Harris. Eric Hardy is the President and CEO of W3R Consulting a privately held information technology consulting firm headquartered in Michigan that offers top-tier portfolio management, cloud computing, infrastructure, business intelligence, and analytic services. Eric founded the company in 1995, and through his expert leadership, he has been able to develop this startup into the $50 million-a-year company that it is today. He has achieved more than 400% revenue growth over the past five years, and roughly 22% growth margins. At the helm of W3R, Eric combines his diverse industry experience to run the company from a strategic and leadership perspective while also overseeing a highly competent national sales team. He oversees the implementation of effective customer solutions that meet current and future needs for both platform and integration services and support. With the vision to keep W3R consulting on the forefront delivering unique business solutions in the ever-changing world of technology, Eric embodies the company's vision and drives to maintain its current rapid growth rate. His goal of reaching $100 million in revenue in the next five years while keeping ahead of the curve in business IT consulting. As a trusted consultant, 
and proven expert. Eric serves on numerous boards and leadership teams. He is currently the chairman of the National Hospital and Health Network Board and a member of the Community Health Board of Henry Ford Health Systems. He's a former chair and continued board member for the National Business League, and he's a member and IT industry sector chair for the Michigan Minority Supplier Development Council, and has served in various capacities around IT and technology for the Ohio Minority Supplier Development Council. And of course, he's a valued certified MBE here with the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council. As a thought leader, he's been featured and quoted in numerous magazines, press releases, podcasts, and industry publications, cementing his position as a technology expert, as well as outlining the exceptional performance of his leadership at W3R Consulting. Eric, welcome to the show. Thanks, Excellent. Our second guest, Dr. Kenneth L. Harris, Ph.D. Dr. Harris is one of the most sought-after black economists, intellectual scholars, and black business historians in the country. A proud vegan, yoga teacher, and naturopathic health advocate, Dr. Harris is known for his innovative style and visionary approach to addressing societal and economic challenges within the black and brown communities throughout the world. Born and raised in Detroit, Dr. Harris started the International Detroit Black Expo which hosted more than 1,000 exhibitors from around the globe and reached 300,000 consumers, becoming one of the largest expositions in the entire country in five years. The Honorable Dr. Harris was also elected to the Detroit Charter Commission by over 40,000 votes in a highly contested citywide race featuring 54 candidates. Dr. Harris served as the president and CEO of the Michigan Black Chamber of Commerce which became the largest black chamber in the country with more than 3,200 members. He became the 12th national president and CEO of the National Business League, founded by Booker T. Washington in 1900, encompassing more than 120,000 members, 125 Fortune 500 partners, 365 local league chapters throughout all 50 states, and internationally, with access to 2.9 million Black-owned businesses across the country, celebrating 120 years of Black excellence. Dr. Harris earned a dual PhD at Michigan State University in African-American and African Studies and Economics with a specialization in business and entrepreneurship from the Eli Broad School of Business. Dr. Harris, Dr. Ken, welcome to the show. Hey, it's a pleasure, Vince. Thank you for having me on your platform. Outstanding. All right, Eric Hardy, I'm going to turn this over to you and let you run the show. All right. Thank you, Vince. It's uh, my pleasure to be with you again on your podcasting platform, and we appreciate all that you do and all that uh, the Chicago uh, Council represents for diversity as a topic, but also for minority-owned business. So it's, uh, it's my pleasure to be with you as well as my longtime friend, Dr. Ken Harris, just to have a conversation about a few topics that uh, we continue to push the narrative on and we think are, you know, particularly important given the climate of, uh, you know, the state of black business today. So with that, Dr. Ken, how are you? Uh, doing great, Eric. Always uh, a pleasure to be with someone uh, that I saw as a CEO, even in grade school. <laughs> so, so, so there's the first indication of how far we go back. Uh, 
Dr. Ken and I have known each other for, for quite some time, and <laughs> we've worked on a lot of different uh, initiatives over the years, and Vince, it's just, again, it's my pleasure to kind of bring Dr. Ken in and get just his perspective, and then maybe we can apply some of that uh, to the Chicagoland marketplace, because these topics are very relevant. So, so Ken, if I, if I can call you Ken, can I call you Ken? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you, you knew me when my mother was naming me, so that's fine. <laughs> so... So, so Ken, if you would just yeah. just start us off with perspective, because not only are you the twelfth uh, president of the National Business League, but you also have uh, international presence, doing trade missions and other things that that really speak to the culture that we're in. And what I wanted to have have you do is just give us a little perspective of where we are coming coming out of COVID and maybe in a post George Floyd kind of reactionary era. Where do you think the state of black business is? Do you think uh, corporate leadership has, they certainly made some overtures. Do you think they've delivered or started to deliver on those uh, kind of active promises to the mm-hmm. community? And uh, just kind of where do you see that going? Well, first and foremost, thank you so much, Vince, on the tremendous work that you're doing with the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council. Uh, I've had some uh, tenuous years under the reign of Lewis Green where I served as his executive vice president for the Michigan Minority Supplier Development Council quite so many years ago. I think we were able to at least compete with you all in terms of national awards. We won three of them uh, during his seven-year tenure. But when I heard you came in, they said it's a wrap. They said Chicago's got it back on lock now. So I just wanted to make that relevance uh, to this scenario. And then, Eric, uh, you know, it's always a pleasure because your company is an example of the discussion uh, that is happening right now in the state of black business here in America and abroad. So and what I mean by that conversation is is that obviously uh, COVID has had a tremendous impact on black business. It's been predicted by ABC News, CBS, New York Times, et cetera, that 40 percent of black businesses either have closed their doors permanently or are one or two paychecks away. Why that is an important discussion is not only did we have the racial unrest with George Floyd, but we also saw the racial black inequities that have existed that raised to the surface due to that global discussion that transformed into Black Lives Matter. And so now that this heightened discussion is really focusing the lens on where are black businesses today, have you seen a focal point in a response both from the public sector and the private sector? But you also have seen a response in terms of entrepreneurship with black-owned firms. And so companies like yours, W3R, who is able to use COVID, transition, pivot towards the future, and actually increase revenue is quite a phenomenal story. So one, we have some live examples of those successes. But on the other side, out of the 2.9 million Black-owned firms throughout the country area that exist, 95% of those companies are one-employee, home-based businesses, sole proprietors, or either between one and three employees with no capacity to grow or even transition or pivot. So COVID was a real wake-up call. And so where we find ourselves now is in a new season, a new trajectory towards uh, business development, especially in the black community. And I think, one, the heightened awareness now on black businesses to be successful, this is also an opportune time for entrepreneurship in our community. So uh, with that being said, uh, we've seen the successes. 
but we got a whole lot of work to do. So the Chicago Council, knowing that there are a tremendous amount of black businesses in the country, in the city of Chicago, the top cities are New York, L.A., Chicago, and Houston, and obviously Detroit, uh, your top five major metropolises in terms of black business. We have a huge opportunity in front of us. So thank you for leading us, Eric. Well, thank you for that and dropping some of those uh, statistics and metrics as you, <laughs> as you always have kind of in the back of your head there. <clears throat> Excuse me. The, the question I have is kind of a follow-up to that is do you think the programming that we all get involved in, you know, uh, the Chicago Council, the Michigan Council, the Business League, we provide access to capital, we provide kind of the mentorship programming. Do you think that's enough, given what you just described in this kind of coming out of post-COVID, to resurrect some of these smaller businesses? And on the other side, you know, from personal experience, we certainly have seen an increase, to your point, increased uh, demand from you know, kind of enterprise corporations. And so for us, it's it has been a nice opportunity to tell the story, to be very focused and vigilant about that. So I think developed uh, organizations are seeing a benefit of the post-George Floyd and COVID era. But do you think we're doing enough to support the smaller organizations? And, and just from a perspective of, you know, your own programming and, and things that you're involved in, what do you see that's really working and resonating for the small businesses that really need our help? I think that's a great question, Eric. Uh, when you look at the, what's happening in the country, you have the mass resignation going on, folks leaving the corporate sector. A lot of those folks are either starting their own businesses or going into business. Seventy percent of America's marketplace and economic synergy comes from small business owners. And so the focus should have always been on small businesses, but now it's kind of lifted because folks working from their homes, right? right? right. And so when you're looking at a new economy and what that represents, there's a huge growth opportunity area to focus on small business owners at this time. And and, and really the differentiator between success is the deployment of resources and access to resources. We are in Vince, what I call the solution revolution, where we identify problems And those who are able to not only identify solutions towards those problems, but intentionally execute those solutions, those are the new innovators of today and tomorrow. And so with that, there's a huge marketplace now that we have pivoted to this virtual platform and climate or even hybrid scenario where content is king. Uh, There's a huge opportunity for a marketplace that has been marginalized, isolated, left out, and even put in in, in a private corner in some perspectives to operate on their own. That day is a wrap. It's now time to collectively pull our resources uh, in a way that is going to bring solutions to those who need it most. And organizations who are able to take these resources and solutions and create a pipeline and effectively deploy those resources effectively are going to be the organizations of the future. And so this is a unique opportunity, Eric. We actually just launched a a major program several weeks ago with Stellantis in the National Business League, which is the first ever national black supplier development program, which is to create a pipeline to already existing contracting and procurement opportunities where most small business owners, one, didn't have the capacity, scope, or scale to do business with Fortune 500 companies, 
our job as an organization is to help develop them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a collective effort, and we have to continue to drive the, the clever thought-provoking program design components that help people. And I think you guys are doing a phenomenal job of creating things that we've never seen before, yeah. right? So that that is uh, first and foremost. And, and Vince, we can talk more about this, but uh, the Business League is behind the growth of uh, – some Black-owned business in this scenario that were perhaps led by uh, very talented people but needed that connection, which is, is what you guys are doing at uh, CMSDC, is connecting you know, Black-owned business, minority-owned companies with these opportunities at a much more meaningful level and a committed level uh, from an enterprise corporate perspective. And we will see the fruits of that labor you know, in terms of growth of these entrepreneurs and their organizations to heights that maybe we had not anticipated. And that's, that's just due to taking advantage of the timing, but being ready, you know? And so, so all these years, right, we've been, we've been waiting and and growing and programming and boom, now the moment is upon us and can we execute? And that's kind of where we are. Yeah. And and you look at the statistics, Vince and Eric, it's in the scenario, we know that in the next 10 to 25 years, the majority of this country will be black and brown. And so your future consumer is in the marketplace, and that needs to be cultivated. But most importantly, specifically, I can speak to black business owners who have not only fought for the civil liberties and rights of all Americans, including minorities who benefit from those liberties today, black folks find themselves at the bottom of the economic scale and economic hierarchy, which is something that we have to address. And so when we are intentional in our design, there's nothing wrong with having intentional programs specifically geared towards black business without giving credit or acknowledgement suits of other minority groups. And that's where we got mixed up. And so now that we are intentionally focusing on obviously lifting the black business community and its economic situation, supplier development is the most important leeway towards that economic empowerment. And so we are focused on that intentionally. There's an explicit pipeline of opportunities that are available. Corporations have acknowledged or even given press conferences, in some cases, platitudes towards real economic pursuits and opportunities for black businesses. But now we need the organizations to create that pipeline, like the CMSDC and the National Business League, et cetera. So this is a huge opportunity for us to hold accountability on both sides, mm-hmm. both sides, mm-hmm. which means is black business owners, if your house is not in order, we need to provide the resources and capital necessary for you to be able to attain those contracts. And corporations who have made commitments, be intentional about those commitments because we want to measure, we want to know the trajectory of those commitments. And then at the same time, what is your true mission in terms of black racial equity? And that is the conversation today, Vince and Eric. This is a unique time period for us. When someone makes a commitment to you, we want more than just a press conference platitudes and a handshake. We want policy and we want to see measurement in numbers. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, the National Business League has always been an advocate for small business uh, in terms of this notion of accountability. So we thank you guys for doing that work because it does make a difference. You know, having an advocate in the in the boardroom or the C-suite that is really focused on the mission 
helps to create this level of transparency that uh, Dr. Ken is referring to as these organizations make these commitments. So we really appreciate that work. Vince, there's one other topic I wanted to make sure we, we got in front of the listeners today, and that's just something else that we're working on. Uh, it's kind of dispelling a myth around availability of talent. And so post-COVID, we're all experiencing this shortage of workforce. Specifically, though, there's been this ongoing conversation about if I want to hire diversity talent, minority talent, and maybe even specifically black talent, how do I do that? And oftentimes, you know, the the conversation turns to, well, if I know a minority firm or a black-owned business, I'll call them and they have this Rolodex, if you will, of interested candidates across any platform, any skill set, and in any geography, which is, of course, not true. So Ken and I have been working on this this notion of how do we create a talent pipeline, and we know there's demand for it in the marketplace to solve this problem, and we would like to potentially partner with groups like the CMSDC in terms of how do we bring the solutioning, because it's really just a solution, programmatic solutioning to the enterprise uh, corporations that exist in this ecosystem by way of providing access to talent that fulfills the the narrative and the mission uh, where there's opportunity to place minority talent. So we're working through that set of solutions. And Ken, I don't know if you have any opinions about appetite, if you will, from the marketplace on on this topic, but I know I filled one to two calls every 10 days or so with companies asking us to help solve the problem, oftentimes very tactically, uh, which is not the solution set, but we're able to counsel them a bit and say that there's a programmatic approach. You know, at this stage, we have a lot of interest to build the solution. Vince, we're just uh, kind of figuring out which platform would be the, I think, the accelerated uh, version of solution for the marketplace. So, any any thoughts on appetite for this? Uh, no, Eric and Vince, I think we obviously know there are certain prongs to pillars that we should be focused on in terms of driving economic empowerment and pursuit in the community. We know that also... Black business owners tend to hire people within the community, which is important. And so when we see huge announcements out in the marketplace that say there are 2.9 million as an estimate, we know that there's a huge gap in placement. And so how, again, do we solve that problem? And so when you have historically Black colleges across the country, and a tremendous amount of talent coming out in specific areas of chosen endeavor in industries and sectors, there's a huge opportunity to close that gap, especially for African-Americans looking to be employed in situations that would garner them uh, pursuits towards their life dreams. And so there's a huge opportunity with technology being at the forefront for us to solve this problem. But there needs to be the willingness When I talk to Fortune 500 CEOs, the excuse, in my opinion, is always we can't find the talent. I think even one major CEO publicly stated that it's hard to find black people uh, (laughs) and got drilled for that through the national media. But it's a real issue. And so when we have staffing companies, technology staffing firms like W3R, obviously there's a will from corporate America to help solve this problem. And obviously, in terms of supplier diversity, there's a unique triangle that's in place uh, where we can connect the dots effectively and really start transitioning this next workforce, which is uh, obviously looking for a solution. So hopefully we can solve that. 
Excellent. Yeah, I appreciate the opinion, and we will get this. We will get this solution done for sure. Okay, Vince. So that kind of concludes some of the Q and A that we were prepared for. I know you'll probably have some some thoughts and questions as well. Yeah, that was pretty phenomenal, team. I, I love hearing some of the statistics, if you will, that Dr. Ken placed out there about just you know again what's happening for the state of Black business, the length of time that it's looking to take especially considering the mass resignations and we're seeing all the self-employed individuals, particularly diverse individuals that are coming in. More black entrepreneurs are deciding to take and perfect their craft, if you will, through that. And then knowing what the consumer atmosphere or ecosystem is going to look like in 10 to 25 years, representing more black and brown consumers, how do we address that and how do we stay ahead of that? Phenomenal. What I also heard, too, which I think uh, I'd love to coin, and I think you should probably trademark it, Dr. Ken, is the solution revolution. Trademark, my friend, you can use it. Excellent, excellent, yeah. But you're absolutely right, just having, again, this collective combination of pooled resources between MSDCs, the National Black, the National Business League, um, will enable us then to effectively measure this impact, this impactful work that we're doing, and then also just the black equity component, which is which is huge. We know that there's obvious inequities. I mean, we all can speak to that. And so being able to showcase to these corporations that are trying to essentially talk about their commitment to business diversity, but just talking about it and not having actual measurable numbers to prove it is one of the, the, the initiatives that Chicago MSDC is really trying to put forward in the showcase. Don't just jump on this bandwagon now. Stay committed to it and fold it into the daily fabric of your work and what you do. Right. It's exactly. Phenomenal. You also mentioned, and what I heard was, again, this continued programming that we're doing with regarding access to capital and mentoring. We know that as we develop more um, black-owned businesses and minority-owned businesses, that, that continues to be a pain point for them. And you addressed how we could essentially, essentially continue this type of programming, but also showcase some of the successes so that people know it's not just a pipe dream. And that's one of the things we're hoping to feature during the hashtag by the birth show is really showcase some of these successes and share those successes so that people's dreams are crushed or lost or just considered being a pipe dream because it truly is happening. But then also how some of these major corporations that are committed to this can assist. Ultimately, it's all about the opportunities that we're providing for minority businesses to scale and grow. And then with organizations like Vinny, you're doing Dr. Kim, you can continue to provide that image, if you will, of success for all of the businesses that are out there. So very, very good stuff there. Very good stuff. But I'd like to pose to both of you, again, um, with this conversation that we've had here on the Hashtag By the Base podcast, is the Chicago Business Opportunity Fair is on the horizon, April of 2022. I'd like to extend a special uh, invitation to both of you. It will be in person at Navy Pier. And as you know, this is the nation's first and largest procurement conference. And I think it'll be a good opportunity for us both to showcase, or us all, to showcase some thought leadership when it comes to diversity for black businesses and for minority businesses as a whole, especially as we collectively look to bring together how we can pool our resources and work more effectively. How does that sound? 
That's wonderful, Vince. It's music to my ears, first of all, that we'll be in person. It's been a while, and um, I think everybody's tired of uh, the virtual stuff, so congratulations for getting that on the schedule. C-Buff, as we call it, is a tremendous opportunity, and being over there in Navy Pier is also something that we look forward to every year. So thank you for the invitation. We'll, uh, we'll take you up on that, and looking forward to how we can continue this conversation. And thank you again, Vince and Eric, for this platform. I tell you, uh, I'm always warm to come to a city that was founded by a black man uh, named Disciple. So uh, thank you for welcoming me back home, my friend. And I look forward to seeing you and keep creating some commerce-driven activity amongst our people yes, in our sir. community. Yes, sir. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You've been listening to the Hashtag By Diverse Podcast, powered by Chicago MSDC on WGN Radio 720. Today's guest, Mr. Eric Hardy, President and CEO of W3R Consulting, and Dr. Kenneth Harris. And this has been a powerful conversation of thought leadership on business diversity, how we can continue with the state of black business, the growth, the sustainability, and providing more content for the solution revolution. <laughs> so Eric, if uh, any of our listeners would love to get in, in touch with W3R and find out more about your capacity and capabilities, how would they reach out to you? Yeah, sure. They can always find us at www.w3r.com, or they can call us directly, 248-358-1002. And Dr. Ken, some phenomenal information that you've shared with us, and I know your thought leadership is definitely leading um, some great things across the nation. For our listeners that are interested in reaching out to you and finding out more, how will they do so? Yep, www.nationalbusinessleague.org, 313-818-3017. Outstanding. So, again, two phenomenal guests today on the Hashtag Biodiverse podcast. We look forward to your continued support, collaboration, and how we can collectively work together to control the narrative of what's happening for black businesses and business diversity across the nation. Fellas, thank you so much. Thanks for having us, Vince. Always a pleasure to be with you. We'll look forward to the next one. You've been listening to Hashtag Buy Diverse, powered by the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council on WGN Radio. www.chicagomsdc.org dot